This is a special recording for RPG A Day 2018, presented by Dave and Matthew, hosts of the Coriolis Effect podcast. Good day and welcome to Day 18 of RPG A Day 2018. It's Dave and Matthew, as always. Uh, You forgot your name this time. (laughs) Uh, Yes, okay, so uh, I I accused you of being old yesterday. I'm I'm (laughs) not quite so old, but I'm pretty darn close. Yeah, you're prematurely senile. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Anyway, Anyway, I've got a question to ask you, just in case you've forgotten how this goes. Please please ask it quickly. Um, Now, this is interesting. We've moved on to the weekend. It's Saturday today, of course. So we've got one of those slightly odd questions that isn't actually a question. But I think it's a request. And it's a request for art that inspires your game. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I was thinking about this. And um, the things that came immediately to mind were... um, The first thing, actually, was the in the original... Call of Cthulhu book that I got back in the 80s, they had some art plates in there on a number of the pages, and those are brilliant, and that really inspired me to play um, to play Cthulhu. And then the other thing I thought, obviously, the great art that I've been really, really enjoying, um, not just Simon Stan and Hug, but uh, Martin Grip, of course, with all of his Simbaroon work. Mm. Um, but then I thought, actually, there's an art form that has probably inspired me more than anything else. And that's the movies. Ah, and yes. I've we talked about it yesterday, about um, well, and the day before. About we talk about it all the time because all you ever run are scenarios <laughs> based on movies, mate, <laughs> and TV. And that's a good thing, clearly. <laughs> so uh, you know, so we we talked about it, but but you know, I think they do. I mean, they're they're the obvious source for 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 inspiration. And for me, I think it's not just the kind of plot ideas. There's a couple of things that, I, you know, an image that I want to try and recreate. And there's one that comes to mind really well. Again, it's a Cthulhu one from back in the day. Um, and it's the, just the image of an archetypal werewolf. And I I played a character, Daniel Barker, who became a werewolf in a, mm-hmm. a campaign that our friend Roger ran years ago. And it was great. I loved it. Great character. Um, one, of, one of our other guys, Mike, his character was also a werewolf and he'd, made me a werewolf to stop me dying. Um, but the image I had from that was taken straight from a movie called The Howling. And mm. if people haven't seen that, watch it. And then there's a, a, a most brilliant, probably the best um, werewolf transformation scene that I've ever seen. Better than American Werewolf in London. That's pretty good. At the end of that movie. And that's what I based that werewolf idea on. So just that kind cool. of image. The other thing is I, I get a sense of, of a kind of a feeling I want to promote and, and I call it the, the Moria effect. And, mm-hmm. you know, watching Lord of the Rings, when they come around and see the halls of Moria for the first time, there's that kind of awe and that, like, wow, you know. And it's that kind of feeling that I... I take inspiration from movies to try and recreate that kind of feeling in the games, which, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure you can do it all the time. You can't have that can't turn every corner and have some kind of awe-inspiring thing. Otherwise, awe-inspiring becomes a bit less awe-inspiring because you see it all the time. But So I think moving picture, for me, is what I wanted to, to really talk about there. 
Yeah, well, no, that's good because movies are the ninth art, as the French have it. Yeah, I must admit, I took a more prosaic thing about two-dimensional pictures. And like you, um, Simon Stalenhag uh, is doing great guns at the moment, very much the RPG artist of the moment. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, before Tales from the Loop happened and everybody got to know his name, before they started making television series of his own, <laughs> um, he was being passed around among role players as art to inspire your game mm, for yeah. years. And um, it's I've, I just, I'm really satisfied that... Uh, that recognition has kind of gone mainstream now. But Martin mm. Grip as well, not just the work yeah. he does for Simba Room. And to be honest, I think the pictures of Simba Room are the best thing about Simba Room. I mean, I'm enjoying the game <laughs> we're playing as well, but um, the rules for, uh, don't quite cut it for me. But the art is lovely. He, of course, does loads of great stuff for our favourite game, Coriolis as well, Indeed. including that cover picture for the upcoming campaign, emissary of the icons and by god i wanted that print <laughs> i almost i almost uh, went for the for the deluxe um, you bottled it didn't you? so that you i could have it. that and then i i was m- more sensible but you know part of me still thinks i made the wrong decision there. you were too frightened of mrs jones that's what there was <laughs> exactly <laughs> who wouldn't be uh, and the other one I just wanted to talk about, and I'm trying to, in fact, open a PDF so I can remember the actual artist's name, but it's not opening for me, sadly. But I've got a game called Night Witches, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and it's got some gorgeous black and white plates of women in aeroplanes, ah. and it's lovely. They're cool. Lovely art. Ah. Well, the, the alarm is coming. Um, there was one thing, talking of examples of the... Um, two-dimensional art version that I just wanted to briefly mention before we close up was we mentioned the other day about our visit to Games Day in 1986-87 and the scenario that I ran 666, the Judge Dredd Yeah, one. we published that scenario and we sold it at that Games Day as well, didn't we? We did, and the thing I was going to say, the, the art, the cover art for that little pamphlet that we made, Songs of Blood and Sorrow, drawn by the one and only Matt Tyler-Jones, was thank you, a thank you. Fab- a fabulous picture of a a judge standing at the front going, bots, what bots? With a leering robot coming out of the darkness behind him. Because the thing in the scenario was that the robots go berserk. But that was brilliant. And I thought that's a good way to end this particular podcast. Yeah, you know, I do have to just add one more bit, though. That was a lovely Shiroscuro thing I did in Felt Tip there. But every time I look at that, and I've still got that on my bookshelves now, and I pull it out occasionally and think, this is a nice thing we made. But it's got an apostrophe on bots. I know. <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to mention that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you were only, what, 16 or 17 at the time. Well, no, you if were... you were 16, I must have been at least 17. But, yeah, um, true, true, yeah. I should have known better, but... None of us had the sense to spot the grammatical errors. And we all went to school in the UK where they'd stopped teaching grammar, actually. <laughs> We didn't have proper right. grammar education compared once we to start, what my boy gets. Once we start talking about 1980s grammar education, education it's time to move it's time on. time to leave. So goodbye, everybody, and see you all tomorrow. See you tomorrow. This podcast special was brought to you by RPGGods.org and fictionsuit.org 
RPG a Day is an idea from David F. Chapman of Autocratic.com, with the support of CastingShadowsBlog.com and Will Brooks. Music is by Stars on a Black Sea and used with permission of Free League Publishing.